2: This is World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Nathan Aaron Albarreia. Thank you for subscribing to us on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Check out the website that started it all, worldsoccertalk.com. Quite a bit of Premier League preview coverage, getting everybody buzzing for this Saturday and Sunday, the opening week of the Barclays Premier League and all the other fantastic soccer journalism within WorldSoccerTalk.com. If you're on Twitter, which you need to be, because it's 2015, it took me long enough to get involved with the Twitter sphere. Get on board, get involved with the discussion, get involved with the show, tweet us at World soccer Talk. Follow at Byline USA for updates on the show. And if you want to get at me with the love mail or the hate mail, you want to tell me that Christian Benteke is going to be the biggest dud of the century at Liverpool. You want to tell me that I'm out of my mind when I'm talking about this potential Brazilian magical duo of Firmino and Coutinho at Anfield. Or you want to tell me how much you love the show and how you think my beloved Reds of Liverpool are going to do work in the Premier League this season. Uh, Whichever one you want to go with there. Same Twitter, at Nate I cannot wait to talk to you. Get at me on Twitter, at Nate WST. What a show we've got for you today. We are previewing the Barclays Premier League season with the two Robbies. That's right, the two Robbies of NBC Sports, Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto. After their appearance on Men in Blazers and Blazers and all the stuff that they do at these gala events for NBC, I'm wondering, do they do anything apart from each other anymore? Hey, I don't care. We got both of them right here for your listening enjoyment. Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto cannot wait to get that conversation underway a little bit later in the show. Talking about the two Robbies radio show. Talking about their work together at ESPN and how that progressed into their time at NBC. And then we're going through as many teams as we possibly can. Rapid fire Premier League preview. Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea. Back down to the new boys. Watford, Bournemouth, Norwich. Everywhere in between. We'll try to squeeze everybody in. It's the Premier League preview extravaganza with the two Robbies right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. On the other side of this break, I'm going to tell you who the leading scorer in the Premier League is going to be this season and who's going to be the first manager to get the sack. Will it be one at Newcastle? (laughs) Likely. Back after this. Stay tuned.
0: How was your visit with the dentist? Kind of painful. Shall we book another appointment then? You know Wonderful. Have... I'll sign you up for our root canal rewards. Tenth one's free.
3: Thenth one? You're drooling on my papers. That's How about a rewards program you'll actually use every day? Introducing Plenty. Earn points at lots of places, including AT&T, Exxon, Macy's, Mobile, Nationwide, and Rite Aid. There's Plenty together. Learn more at PlentyWithAnEye.com. Terms and conditions apply.
5: 800 480 5708. Health insurance is on everybody's mind right now. You either don't have it or you have it and you think it's too expensive. And you probably feel like you don't have any options. We can help. We are the Health Markets Insurance Agency. We offer health insurance plans from major carriers nationwide and likely have a plan that can save you money. Whether you're self employed on a COBRA plan that's about to expire, or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, the Health Markets Insurance Agency can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. Health Markets Insurance Agency is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242.
2: Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarea. Thanks for subscribing to us on iTunes. Tune in and Stitcher. Tweet us at World Soccer Talk. Tweet me at W S T. The two Robbies, Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto, will be joining us in the next segment right after this one. But in the meantime, in between time, I've been getting quite a few requests to do this on the show uh, through you glorious folks on Twitter. Keep up the good work. In the Twitter sphere, be a part of this show. Let us know what you want to hear. What do you want previewed? What do you want predicted? I've been getting a lot of people telling me they want to know who the leading scorer in the Premier League is going to be this season. I've seen a number of, uh, of these discussions going on around Twitter and around the various media outlets. And there's all this skepticism at Manchester City this year. And maybe not at Manchester City, but regarding... Man City regarding the boys at the Etihad, the men at the Etihad, who had this total subpar season last year and still finished in second place. And everyone talking about Man City potentially dropping out of the top four. I got to say, I'm not buying it. And not only am I not buying it, But going right back to that top scorer discussion, I think Sergio Aguero is going to have perhaps his best season in the Barclays Premier League. Obviously, it's a big health factor. Health is the biggest factor. Whether or not he can stay fit throughout the Premier League season. But let's just say, hypothetically, he misses seven or eight games out of a 38 match premier league campaign and obviously man city have got european competition uh, to worry about they've got the cup competitions as well but as far as the 38 game premier league season i'm telling you sergio aguero is going to score mm, let's call it 24 goals and it's going to be a defensive season in the premier league everyone is building up so many hopes about all the new offensive sightings, and at Manchester United and even Liverpool and, and with what Arsenal have got working. I think you cannot underrate the defenses in this league and you look at the model that Chelsea set last year, the model for success that Jose Mourinho set, and I think a lot of teams are going to follow. So 25 goals could be enough to be the leading goal scorer in the Premier League. I'm saying 24 goals from Sergio Aguero. Leading goal scorer 2015-2016 in the Barclays Premier League. I have Man City, by the way, finishing in fourth place. Everyone's saying that they might drop out of the top four. And, and my immediate response is, and who's going to take over fourth place? Liverpool? Tottenham? Southampton? Bournemouth? I mean, really? Man City dropping out of the top four. Let me know your take on Twitter. Tweet us at World Soccer Talk and at NateWST. Cardik Krishnayer, I'm sure, has something to say about the Manchester City situation. How will Raheem Sterling fit in to the Man City squad? That is one of the biggest storylines going into the year for the sky blue side of Manchester. Right on Aguero's heels... For the leading scorer, for the golden boots, the (laughs) striker of the year award, whatever you want to call it, right on Aguero's heels, is going to be Christian Benteke. Benteke at Liverpool is going to score... 21 goals in the Premier League. You heard it right here. I can already hear you typing away on your phones and on your laptops telling me that I am an absolute madman for saying that Christian Benteke is going to score 21 Premier League goals. He might score even more than that in all competitions. 21 Premier League goals from Christian Benteke. Now, we talked about this the other day. When was the last time that Liverpool had a true target forward? It's so nice. They're going to have a guy, just a a guy with an authentically British style, this just brute striker, Benteke the brute up there. When was the last time they had a target man, a a guy with with an authentically English style of play? Oh, you'd only have to go back a few years. It would be Andy Carroll. That's right, the divine ponytail and all that went with it, Andy Carroll. So... This has got to go better than that, right? It has to. There's nowhere to go but up as far as target men at Liverpool Football Club. I'm telling you, Christian Benteke getting the service from the likes of Firmino Coutinho. Even Jordan Henderson, when he gets out wide a little bit and likes to curl those crosses into the box, a la Stevie G, who will no longer be a distraction at Anfield this year. And it was really sad to see how that all ended last season, seeing the bizarre way that Steven Gerrard departed his boyhood club in Liverpool, and now suiting up for the LA Fallacy. I mean, the LA Galaxy, that league pet, titty sucking baby of Don Garber. Yeah, it, it, that, that's that's what they're officially known as, right? The LA LA Galaxy. Robbie Keane, and now they got Gio de Santos and Steven Gerrard. Super team down in Southern California. And we knew about Steven Gerrard's departure partway through the year, and it was such a strange, strange situation. And as sad as I am as a Liverpool fan to see Steven Gerrard go, I'm really relieved that we're going to be done with this distraction. I'll tell you why. It's one less excuse for Brendan. It's one less excuse for Brendan Rodgers to have in regards to potential poor play from Liverpool but with the big brute, the big Belgian up top. I'm telling you. It's going to be goals flying in at the cop end, winners off of corner kicks, off of crosses. Benteke with the great service from. The Brazilians, from the Brit, from Lalana, from Henderson. Hey, even James Milner might loft a few in. And so many others who are going to be getting those good services in. Benteke, 21 Premier League goals. All right, the other question that I've been getting, and this goes back to uh, the Premier League podcast, back to the World Soccer Talk podcast from last season, because we talked about this all year. And we got it wrong all year. We had Nigel Pearson pegged for this all year, and it never came. And that is the guillotine. Who will be the first manager to get the sack in the 2015-2016 Barclays Premier League season? You ready for this one, Magpies? You ready for this one, Tynesiders? You ready for this one, you beautiful, beautiful barcode wearers? Steve McLaren, in his first season at Newcastle, is going to get sacked by Christmas Newcastle are going to be a disaster the dumpster fire that is Tyneside is going to continue raging fans are going to be throwing punches at police horses again midfielders are going to be having fist fights on the field and both getting red cards shown to them i don't know if it's going to get that bad but how do you enjoy that little trip down Newcastle recent memory lane. Steve McLaren to get the sack by December 23rd. Oh my goodness. Steve McLaren after missing out on Euro 2008 with the English national team after he had his big shot. Remember remember that? Remember when everyone said that England needed to have an English manager? That was the biggest key after Sven Jorn Eriksson. We needed to get back to our English roots and hire an Englishman. You remember how that went for Steve McLaren? Eh, Didn't go too well. The whole Croatia thing, not making Euro 2008, that whole embarrassment. This is going to be the second biggest embarrassment in Steve McLaren's managerial career. He is going to get fired from Newcastle in December. Newcastle will be in 16th place when that happens. And then they'll bring in some magician out of an alleyway in Scotland or wherever the heck they find these guys, and they'll they'll go over to... Eastern Europe and, and find someone over there. They'll bring someone in. Newcastle will be rescued. They'll finish mid-table and then we'll start this whole thing up again in 2016. 2017. It's the song that never ends. It's the Newcastle story. The dumpster fire. It rages on. McLaren to get the sack in December. Alright, the last question. This came from a Tottenham fan on Twitter. This is going out to you, Nikki Hollander. M- manager most likely to spontaneously combust during this Premier League season. Mauricio Pochettino, Tottenham are going to be a mess. It's going to continue to be the mishmash in North London. White Hart Lane is going to be a great atmosphere, and then it's going to turn toxic the way it always does. Pochettino to spontaneously combust by October 15th. We're back with the two Robbies after this right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Premier League preview continues. We'll get into the teams after this.
5: We all know healthcare has changed drastically. It's quite the puzzle to sort through your options and find a health insurance plan that's affordable and maximizes your benefits.
2: Welcome back into World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarea. It is a pleasure and a privilege to welcome in not one but two Robbies here in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio, Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto. How you guys doing, gentlemen? Afternoon, Nate. How you doing,
7: sir? Very good, thank you. Very good.
2: Doing real great. So uh, I caught your guys' appearance on Men and Blazers. Great stuff. I've been seeing you guys make all these appearances at these glorious, glamorous <laughs> kind of gala events, and I have to ask before we really start previewing the Premier League season. Do you guys do all your interviews in tandems? I mean, do you guys even remember how to do stuff on your own?
7: We're now conjoined. Two people, one personality. It's the 2 lobbies phenomenon that's taking over football here in the U.S. We're the same but very different, all the same as well. So, But, no, we've done some good things, interviews and some appearances. It's a busy time before the season starts the weekend. So uh, we're very excited, of course. All
2: right, we'll start with Mr. Musto with this one. Can you give me your two favorite storylines, your two most intriguing storylines for you coming in to this Premier League season?
7: Uh, well, there's so many. Two, the two best storylines. Uh, I think it has to be... Oh, God, I've got, I've got more than two. But anyway, I think Liverpool's signings, very interesting. They've got a great window, lots of new players. We're not, certainly me and Mr. Earl here have not agreed on, on, the success of some of them. I'm not sure about Benteke. He loves Benteke. I really think the Firmino could be very good. So I think just the Liverpool story, the money that he spent again this summer has to have been better than he did last time. So that's a, an interesting storyline. Uh, I think Arsenal has to be a storyline. I think a lot of people, not myself, but Mr. Earl there thinks it's going to be there to win the Premier League title. Um, I just, For me, I need to see more, more players come into the club before that. I know Petr Cech's going to be a brilliant signing as a goalkeeper. He's going to add the points. Um, but they've got 12 points to make up, and I don't think that's enough. But my friend here does. Yes. Yeah, so Rob- as we said on the Man in Blazers, Nate, Moscow's just hard tracking and data. Hill's romance, <laughs> imagination. Oh, I, mean, I think most neutrals in football would want to see Arsene Wenger with. Bengal win one more title just because of the style of football he's played, the development of players, what well, he's brought to English football. And he's not done it in as much silverware, certainly, as Alex Ferguson or with Jose Mourinho. But in, in some respects, he's played as big a part. And I just think it's a time now for us all. The other big clubs have strengthened, but not into the degree I, I, I would think that anyone's outstanding. Chelsea will be, of course, the team to beat. I just think that this Arsenal team, if they can create the right mentality, if they can, what I call, deal with their flat spots in the season. So when they lose the odd game, make sure it doesn't become two or three pool games that often cost them a title and enough points against a champion. So I'm going for the romantic view of Arsenal. I think Petr Cech, huge. I'd love another big signing to come in before the window closes. But if not, I still feel Arsenal have enough.
2: I'm right there with you, Mr. Earl. And I think one of the most underrated figures within this Arsenal squad is Lecoq. That's right. Seeing what Coquelin means to this <laughs> team. I'm not going to label yeah. him as the new Vieira the way some people are, but there yeah. are shades of Patrick Vieira. And I think having a true hard man in the midfield to partner up yeah. with Aaron Ramsey uh, to open up the season, I think it's going to be a huge factor for Arsenal's success. Would you agree? Yeah, for
7: sure. I'd actually go, he's more McAlaley than Vieri, sort of in building the way he played. Well, you remember when Claude McAlaley first came to Chelsea and he was an important, uh, very integral part of that, that Chelsea success? He had the ability to, to, to sit in front of that platform, cut down passing lanes. But more than that, he had a passing range that started before with movement. He, he played good balls into midfield. His first pass was forward, so it set them up for counter attack. had has that technical ability as well. What I would say, Nate, and my question mark about him is: in some of the very big games, I have I have a question mark about whether he is technically and tactically good enough, maybe physically strong enough to dominate a midfield. When we're talking the big teams, whether it be in, in domestic football, the top four, or the big, the top heavyweights of Champions League, I just I, that's when I think the size and physicality of someone like Patrick Vieira stood out and was such an important part. The early Arsenal teams into the Invincible. Let me let me add something to that as well. And this is more of my, my doubts and concerns. Who did Patrick Vieira have next to him for the majority of the time? Emmanuel Petit. I, I worry, Nate, that the partner, whether you think it's going to be uh, Ramsey, what we saw in the Community Shield, it was Sandy Cazorla for the most part, certainly the second half of last season. I still worry in the big games that that partner player... Is not going to give enough defensively, tactically, to protect when they need protection, and and that I I, I agree. I think Coughlan's an excellent player, um, but I think in the big games, you know, I want to see Wenger, I mean, just he hasn't got anybody else really to play in that role. Wiltshire could potentially have done it, but I just think there's a, a more of a insurance policy, not just Coughlan, in the big games.
2: Well, so clearly, because and Ramsey just need to grow a long blonde ponytail and Arsenal will be set to go <laughs> there the whole you going, season man. you'll fill in oh,
7: where you
3: going? fill in the
2: puzzle pieces where they need to be filled in all right everyone doing this the, the countdown to Premier League kickoff it's so much fun God, we're, we're almost to the the opening weekend of fixtures. We open up with man United Tottenham so many great games in this uh this opening Premier League weekend and for you guys, I want you guys to kind of go back now and tell us what it was like to open up a Premier League campaign and just that feeling of the opening weekend and August sunshine and everybody on zero points together, one through 20. Talk about what you remember most. And uh, I'll start with you, Mr. Musto, on this one, because I caught a nice video of you setting up Fabrizio Ravinelli for a nice goal. Part of his hat trick against (laughs) Liverpool back in 96. Uh, Take us back to that day and and some of your other (laughs) favorite memories of opening up Premier League seasons.
7: Yeah, nice spot, Nate. Nice spot. It was, a, it was kind of a, a, a blundering, clumsy-looking dribble into the box. But, OK, we well, got to wrap <laughs> around. Here. I mean, that, that, was, um, that was a particularly memorable one because that was the first game uh, in kind of a very new-look side with big-star players. The anticipation in that particular season at Middlesbrough was absolutely amazing um, because the year before we stayed up and we kicked some of these new signings. So that was a pretty special one. I think in general... It's kind of you want the game to come around very quickly. Uh, I'm sure Robbie Hill will agree that it's always a, a living boiling hot day the first day of the season. Um, but you're right. I mean, if everyone's on zero points, you have big expectations. You have hopefully had a good preseason. And I and I thought, and I still think that preseason, not that it's super important, but you want to go in after playing well, having system in place, new players have have, have inspected into the squad, which is important. You've probably had a preseason trip or two to get to get used to players so it was always excitement anticipation Um, not that 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 lasts too long if you have a bad couple of first games which happened to me before Um, but absolutely right everybody's excited ready to go and one final thing I just think physically I was always nervous that the other teams had prepared better for the season than we had are they going to be a lot fitter than us have they done more physical work are they ahead of the curve in terms of preparation that was always a worry I went into with that first game
2: and me, Mr. Uh, Earl, take, take, a, take us back to the Wimbledon days. What do you remember most about yeah. opening up a season?
7: Well, the, the, the first thing was it, it, it was showtime and all, and all those miles up and down hills and pushing weights and that were over. It was almost a sigh of relief that you're now down to, to the real stuff. And, you know, preseason, is, I think, especially back in our day, was such an important part of your physical and mental preparation for a nine-month slog. You know, it's unique that you're going to play it at the Emirates, but then you're going to play it at places like Hall and Stoke City and Bolton Wanderers and places. You have to be ready for that when was wet and damp and cold and make sure you got enough points. And the ambition was there because, like everybody on that first day, everybody believes that, you know, we're going to finish mid-table and above if you're one of the lower teams. We're going to finish in Europe if you're one of the bigger teams, or we're going to win it if you're three, four or five teams at the time. And we, as Wimbledon, always knew that our season was about Spoiling the day for the big boys. People not liking not, uh, liking playing against us. And us going out and imposing our style on, on teams. And, and I've It's funny, pre-season, because people always ask you what it's like and what you do. I've had great pre-seasons, and then start of the season lost the first three games. I've had poor pre-seasons, started the season, and won the first three games. So you can never quite be sure what's right and what's wrong. But I remember one season in particular where we went off to an army camp in, in pre-season two weeks in the army and I think they thought they were going to break the crazy gang. I think they found out the crazy gang broke the the army in that respect. we did all the running. We did all the marching, We did all the things. It was the fittest and the most ready for a season I'd ever been. We lost the first three games. That's three quite difficult games. Remember Leeds was one of and we lost the first three. Then went on a seven game winning run, seven straight games, 21 points second in the league in the mid nineties and, it was so important. We got such a base from that, from that pre-season. So, you know, teams like Bournemouth and Watford and the new teams—they have actually done all their work, and then they've got to be ready for for kickoff. And what we do know in the Barclays Premier League, wherever your ambition—top, middle, or bottom—you need to get off to a good start because without a good start, you can't win the Premier League. Now it's been proven. Without a good start, you struggle to stay in the middle, and certainly those teams at the bottom. We look at Burnley and Hull have done it. In fact, Derby and teams. Unless you get off to a good start, it's so, so difficult to stay in this league.
2: we got a minute before we got to head to break, so real quickly, your guys' fixtures that you're most looking forward to here in this opening weekend. Give me one game a piece that you guys are really buzzing about.
7: For me, Bournemouth v. Aston Villa. Bournemouth is, is like the romantic story, 11,700-seat capacity stadium. Tim Shuler taking a Villa team that's been completely changed through the summer, lost three of his big star players. I just think Eddie Howe, this new sort of Wonder Kid uh, manager against Tim Sherwood, Bournemouth, B. Villa, the vitality stadium is going, going to be huge. Mr. Musto, 10, 10 seconds, give me your pick. Yeah, yeah that's normal oh. on our show. Anyway, yeah, Stoke City versus Liverpool, 6 1 last season. Brendan Rodgers' new team, Stoke City with some new players. FLI is going to be very good from Barcelona.
2: Is that 10? You nailed it. He's an absolute pro, Robbie Musto. We're back with more <laughs> with the two Rob. Our World Soccer Talk Radio, stay tuned, it's the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Are you sick and tired of cable and satellite prices going up and up and up? If you're a sports fan like me, one of the main reasons you're keeping your TV subscription is to watch ESPN. But did you know that you can cut the cord, cancel your TV subscription, and watch ESPN live and legally on your computer, tablet, Roku, or phone and save a ton of money? With a subscription to Sling TV, you can watch all the ESPN, ESPN2, TNT, TBS, and AMC that you want. Plus, you also get the SEC Network, ESPN Bases Loaded, ESPN Buzzer Beater, Univision, and much more. From sports center to hoops, Sling TV has got the best in live sports action and commentary. And today, you can get a free 7-day trial to Sling TV just by going to SlingMyTV.com. Again, to get a seven day free trial to Sling TV, go to SlingMyTV.com today. That's SlingMyTV.com.
8: See the world's best matches. Live, wherever you are, with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get
3: your fix. Live soccer and more anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for. FreeSoccerTrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan... K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish, and this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com. And sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesocccertrial.com. freesocccertrial.com. Cheers.
9: Save your business time and money with Lowe's Pro Services. You'll find everything pros need for the whole job, like 15% off fiberglass extension ladders and 15% off property advantage paint manufactured by Sherwin-Williams. Plus save an extra 5% when you use your Lowe's business credit card. Go to Lowe's today or visit the new Lowe'sforpros.com. Ladder and paint offers valid 8-1 through 8-7. Credit offer subject to credit approval. Exclusions apply and can't be combined with other credit offers.
2: We are back here on World Soccer Talk Radio Sports byline broadcasting network. Tweet us at World Soccer Talk and tweet me at Nate WST. My name is Nate Abarea. We are joined by the two Robbies of NBC, Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto. We are going to get into some rapid fire Premier League previews here in just a few moments. But before we do that, please, gentlemen, tell us about the latest with the two Robbies. Radio show, what's the latest uh, with the show going into this Premier League season? Well, we're back on, so it's 5 o'clock Eastern
7: time on NBC Sports Radio, Uh, the the normal kind of thing, and we will do that every uh, Premier League weekend. It gives the opportunity to fans to phone in and say what they think, that kind of stuff. We do the podcast at weekends as well, so we're just trying to build it up and give the opportunity to, to fans to get involved.
2: Did you guys work together uh, in your time uh, at ESPN? I know you guys were around uh, many of the same sets and shows and, and studios and such. Did you guys ever actually work together? Because you guys have such a a, a companionship, a camaraderie, and, and it seems like it's been going on for for years, a lot longer than just, you know, two seasons with NBC. Yeah, we
7: well, we knew each other as, as players. I wouldn't say we were particularly close, but we, we knew each other. And then we, we worked together on a show on, on ESPN, uh, FC, the press pass show that, that's more on an international uh, platform. So we worked together on, on, on uh, shows and, and games there. And then actually came together what, just over two years ago now for NBC. And I think that you know all parts of the team I include Rebecca and, and certainly Carl and that that we're a close-knit team. But we're competitive, but we often uh, have a different view of things. We respect each other. Try and do it in a professional manner, but we like to put different opinions across. We We've all played at different places. We all see the game very differently. And that's what's great about the game. And, and as part of why Robbie said, like, we want the two Robbie shows and that. not just about so-called experts. not just about people on TV. Fans should have a say in what goes on and what they think is important in the game.
2: Well, the radio show's fantastic. And uh, be sure to check it out this season. The two Robbie's. Radio show through NBC Sports Radio. Uh, real quickly, your your partner Rebecca Lowe was on the show uh, a couple of days ago, and in a very very kind way, I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but she basically said that Kyle Martino is the most disagreeable uh, of all of the uh, experts on the uh, on the NBC. Set. Would you agree with that assertion? Yeah,
7: disagreeable, argumentative, uh, opinionated stubborn but that's all good and that's all right and we embrace that we have more probably discussions not arguments but kind of difference of opinion when the game's going on like you know incidents or certain things that he's very strong on and stubborn on so I think that's very good I think it's important that we all speak our mind and you know certainly speaks his mind as we do and I think I think what's good about it Nate is that I think we're all um pretty honest so if there's a time when me and Robbie will agree about something, you know, that's maybe not as as fun as, as a disagreement, then we do it. If there's something we disagree on, then then of course we go with that. So there's nothing manufactured. Uh, it's all kind of, you know, from the heart of what we really feel. All
2: right. Well for two of the last three shows here on World Soccer Talk Radio, we've had other people talking about Kyle Martino, so we'll have to get Kyle uh, back on the show. He was on yeah. with us back in uh, back in I'll early May. We'll see what he has to say about the two Robbies and Rebecca. <laughs> I don't know
7: if well, uh, you saw the show, Nate, but apparently there's two Kyle Martinos now to go with the two Robbies, so he's got an imaginary friend. It'll be Kyle and his imaginary friend that he'll have to invite
2: on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot wait for the, uh, the two Kyles radio show. That'll be listening gold, the dulcet tones of both Kyle Martinos. All right. We got a little over 10 minutes left here with you guys, and it's time for rapid fire Premier League preview. We did this with Rebecca the other day. Let's get right into this, and we'll start where we started with Rebecca Lowe back on Tuesday's show. We'll start down with the new boys, Norwich, Watford, and Bournemouth. Starting with you, Mr. Earl, if you had to pick one of those teams that will stay up, who will it be and why?
7: I'm going to go for Watford, and that might be a slight surprise to one or two of the teams. I just feel a little bit about Bournemouth. Um, not have had players who've played in, in that league, which sometimes is, 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 is a bigger challenge. I know they've, they've got some talented players, the likes of the Wilson, Richie, boys who will enjoy their first experience. They've brought a bit of uh, uh, quality in the likes of Distan uh, and, and Mings, but I just think that they'll come up a little bit short. For me, for me, I look at um, Watford, and I just think it's a group of players that have come in. There's been a lot of change in this football club. Kike Sanchez is the fifth manager now in the last 12 months. But change that doesn't necessarily mean disappointment. It doesn't mean lack of success. They've brought 10 players in. It's the Poxy family, who are Udinese and Granada. And they almost shuffle the, club, the players into the club that's most important of the three. And Watford will be the most important. Um, and I just think that they might be the team that, that make it make it in there. Norwich, I just feel struggle for goals. When Cameron Jones you top goal scorer last year, he got 20 in the championship. He's never got more than four goals in any Barclays Premier League season when he's played in the Premier League. I just don't see enough goals for Norwich.
2: Mr. Mustard, did you ever play at, uh, at Dean Court, the just over 11,000 capacity stadium uh, at Bournemouth?
7: I did. I played there, I, I think it was 1991, a League Cup game. And in midfield, I remember staring into the eyes of two guys that are pretty well-known now. Jamie Redknapp was in midfield performer, son of Harry, of course, the Sky Sports pundit now. And also Sean O'Driscoll, who's just the new assistant manager of Liverpool Football Club. So they were they were not a bad side back then. We beat them over two, I think, in the League Cup. Um, but that's, other than that, not many other memories of Dean Corton, I'm afraid.
2: All right, I want to go back to to you, Mr. Earl, because you seem real high on Christian Benteke. We're heading to Merseyside, yeah. and mm-hmm. as, a, as a Liverpool supporter, I've had this conversation with a number of people over the last few weeks, and, and the whole kind of running joke is, God, when was the last time Liverpool had a, a true, you know, and hot target man up front. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was Andy Carroll. How how that whole thing go? <laughs> all right, now we have Christian Benteke up top for yeah. Liverpool. Why is he going to be a success at Anfield?
7: I like his age. I like his all round game. I like that he might be the steel to go with the silk in the football club. They've had great technicians, but as it's been seen with someone like Diego Costa for, for Chelsea, physicality is important in the Barclays Premier League. Being able to would not say bully defenders, but, but have that, that kind of presence that, that brings another way that attracts defenders to you that might leave faces for you your teammate? I think he will be a better player in a better group of players. And I was, I was away this summer, and, and I ended up meeting a, a Belgian chap and said to him, was chatting about football as we all do, and, and I said to him, Lukaku or Benteke? You know, and he, and he said, without you know, without a shadow of a doubt, he went Benteke in Belgium. They see Benteke as a different level to Lukaku. Just the all-round game, just the power, that great jump that he has to head goals, with the ability on his feet to score goals. I think Liverpool have got a fine and um, could, could well be a story of the season, Christian Benteke. No, no I disagree. I mean, I've got time for my little opinion on it, but I, I, I think he's going to look cumbersome. I think he's going to be clumsy. Uh, I think they need to change the style of play for him to be successful. And they might do that. and They might swing and cross it. He will score goals from crosses. So I think it's going to be a change to their style. If he if he scores goals early on, I think he'll be absolutely fine. But if he doesn't, Liverpool, what they've had in the past, Nate, is, is quality footballers up front. Wherever you look, Michael Owen, Luis Suarez, going back, Dalglish, Keegan, uh, Robbie, Robbie Fowler, good technical footballers. Benteke is not that guy. So... I'm just more
2: skeptical of how successful he's going to be on Andrew. Cumbersome and clumsy. You heard yeah. it from Robbie Musto. We shall see. <laughs> or will he be, as Mr. Earl said, the steel to go with the silk? Oh, I can't wait to see which side that coin lands on. The Christian Benteke coin flip here in the 2015-2016 Premier League season. All right, let's head over to Manchester. There is a very just bizarre situation going on in that city right now because you have this supposed resurgence of the once proud Red Devils and you have all this skepticism with the boys at the Etihad. Let's start uh, with you, Mr. Musto, and let's talk about Man City real quick. Are you skeptical about Man City, people saying that God they could drop out of the top four this year? Where is all this stuff coming from?
7: I don't know. It's not coming from me, Nate. I'm not sceptical. I'm positive on Manchester City. You know, Raheem Sterling's transfer was not pleasant. It was a lot of money, probably too much money, but it makes them better. And that's the most important thing. He's better than Jesus Navas. If you want to play on the right-hand side, you could see him play in essential central roles he's seen in pre-season. But I look at a front line that's there's, there's certainly going to be David Silva, Guerrero. Uh, Ryan Sterling and maybe Kevin De Bruyne. That's a very good front four. You've still got Fernandinho or Fernando alongside Yaya Torre. We have to assume that Yaya Torre is in good spirits and wants to play very, very well. And I have to assume that the likes of Vinton Kompany and Mangala are going to have a better season. I mean, last season wasn't brilliant from there, and they're still second place, just eight points behind Chelsea. So I don't see the scepticism. You can look at this as as a glass half-empty, I'm not sure whether Mr. Earl feels on it, but I certainly think Fabian was a good signing for covering midfield. So I think City will go close.
2: Well, assuming that Yaya Torre is going to be in good spirits, I feel like that's like assuming that Kyle Martino is going to agree with everything that you Correct. say. I mean, that's a, that is a right, big, right. big if. We'll see yes. if he gets upset about a birthday cake this year. We'll see if he gets upset about people coming in late on him, if he loses his temper. You cannot wait to see the off-field, and even the on-pitch psychological story with Yaya Torre this season. Yeah. It's always fascinating to follow. Alright, we hop over to the red half of Manchester. Robbie Earle. LVG, title or bust? Yeah. This year, it, it, it's gotta be.
7: No, not for me. More development. I, I think when Louis Van Gogh took this job with the group of players that he inherited, and, and it, it was a it was a, a, a kind of tip-your-hat-to-sacetic figure that the year he left, he left them as champions. This group of players, even with the additions, and I think there's been some quality individual additions to this group, I don't think a, a title chases. If they finish second or third, I think that's improvement again for this football club and then there needs to be another wave of investment and another sort of coming together of the team and building of the chemistry to get it ready to, 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 to fight for a title. But I expect improvement. I think they'll be better for having been under Van Gogh for 12 months. I think Snidling's great business. The pie is going to be exciting and I think will prove to be one of the stars of the season. I like the fact that Wayne Rooney really will now play up front. We'll have the uh, will be asked to score goals, which I think at times he, people have underrated how good a goal scorer he is and look at his record internationally and in, in club football. Um, I still worry a little bit about the centre-back pairing. I think Jones or Smalling with one another works. I don't think Jones and Smalling wins you a title. Uh, and the goalkeeper's thing has been a bit of distraction with De Gea. You know, that if he's going to stay, I saw him a little bit in the summer. I was a bit worried. In, in football terms, he had a bit of a lip on what we call, mate. He looked unhappy <laughs> as though he's not particularly keen to be there. That's not what you want starting a season. If he's going to be at the football club, he has to now get his focus back and prove that he's one of the best goalkeepers in world football and wait his time if he's going to be moving for Manchester United.
2: It's not what you want from anybody on your football team, let alone your goalkeeper coming off one of the greatest seasons of his life. One of the great goalkeeping seasons for anybody really in the, in the history of the modern Premier League. We've only got two minutes left, so we have to blast down to the capital. And we'll start with Chelsea. Defending champions, dominant champions, Mr. Musto. Will Mourinho's arrogance catch up with him this year or will it be back-to-back titles for the Blues?
7: Yeah, I, I'm I'm tipping Chelsea to win. And I'm not saying that with a great amount of confidence, certainly nowhere near as much confidence as I said at this time last year, because I think the others have caught up a little bit. I'm a little surprised, Nate, just quickly, that they haven't gone on and bought another one or two really good players to be first-team players. It's going to be the same team. A little bit surprised about that. Uh, I just think sometimes it's a good time to freshen inside, bring in new players when you've done so very, very well. I think mentality-wise, I'm going to be interested because they've had a poor preseason. I just need to see their ability to go again over the first few weeks. Because Jose Mourinho hasn't had that many third seasons at the same club. His first season, he figures things out. Second season, they're wound up to win. Third season's a bit of a question mark. So I like them, but only by a tiny amount.
2: Robbie Earl, in 30 seconds or less, tell us why Arsenal, tell us why the North London Gooners are going to win the Premier League title this season.
7: Because the, the team, rather than any individuals, have started to understand that winning games is not just about playing 50 football. That winning games is sometimes working hard, as hard out of possession as it is in possession. They now have a group of players that's deeper than most people think. That Theo Walker can, can be a centre forward. That Danny Wolbeck can, can come in for games and get hot and score goals. Arslan like Chamberlain is developing into one of the top players in the league. That, Buller uh, can play both sides of the game, defensive mid, and still have his, his passing range. And they time Petacek, a goalkeeper, organizer back four, not to make them as frail as they normally are. And the guy is a winner. He's won the double already, Nate—the Emirates Cup and the Community Shield. That's how he starts his career, and he's going to end up with the Barclays Premier League at the end of the season.
2: Robbie Earl, Robbie Musto, the two Robbies of NBC. It has been a great pleasure and a privilege having you on the show. Welcome on. Any time. Best of luck this season over there at NBC, guys. Good
7: night. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you.
2: Again, that was the two Robbies. We're back after this to close this thing out. World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned.
1: Save your
9: business time and money with Lowe's Pro Services. You'll find everything pros need for the whole job, like 15% off fiberglass extension ladders and 15% off property advantage paint manufactured by Sherwin-Williams. Plus, save an extra 5% when you use your Lowe's business credit card. Go to Lowe's today or visit the new lowesforpros.com. Ladder and paint offers valid 8-1 through 8-7. Credit offer subject to credit approval. Exclusions apply and can't be combined with other credit offers.
6: Want to be the next great sports announcer? Check out Rabble.tv, where you call the action. You already know more than the guys on TV. It's time to show the world what you can do by sharing your insights and opinions about the sports you love. Like football, baseball, basketball, soccer, MMA, wrestling, and more. Everything from the biggest matchups in the world to a game right in your neighborhood. Join other Rabblers who are creating a fresh, new type of audio entertainment. So mute the audio coming from that network guy who never liked your team anyway, and let us hear what you think.
2: Rabble.tv. Welcome back into World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Taking the express train home, get on Rabble.tv today and check out the two new shows on Rabble, both with good friends of World Soccer Talk Radio. We start with Divers and Cheats, a weekly show that discusses the topics of controversy. In the soccer world, those controversial topics that most would prefer to ignore, that's right, the nitty-gritty, the dirty sides of the game. It's hosted by Cardick Krishnayer, and some guy named Nate Aberea, I think, is making an appearance on the first edition of Divers and Cheats at 3 o'clock Pacific Time on rabble.tv today, Thursday, August the 6th. And then Fantasy Soccer Insider with weekly tips and tricks on how to improve your fantasy Premier League soccer team and your scores and win your Premier League fantasy league. That is with our good friend, the fantasy gaffer, John Wallen, Divers and Cheats and Fantasy Soccer Insider both on Rabble.tv a huge thank you again to Rabble.tv for their continued support of World Soccer Talk Radio thanks to the two Robbies, Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto, thanks to the engineer back in San Francisco, Scott Cuddy and the gaffer himself, Mr. Swansea Christopher Harris, for all of those fine folks, my name is Nate Abarea. cheers, bye for now